Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 189 of the Big Boo Cast. We honestly were struggling a little bit with material for this episode because it's been a little um, boring in our houses. So the last minute I went on Instagram, asked for some questions and y'all asked a ton of them. We did not get to all of them, but we had a great time answering the ones that we did. So it's a Q&A episode of the podcast and we for one cannot be happier about that because it gave us something to talk about. We're also going to talk about Jessica Simpson's book, open book that Melanie just finished and that I'm currently reading. Um, What a surprise that has been and a bunch of just our usual silliness. So as always, we're so glad y'all are here. We thank y'all for coming back week after week after week and we hope you enjoy episode 189. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And um, it's kind of a weird day, honestly. It is a weird day. Why is it weird? I think it's weird for me because, um, you know, the book comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. would do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would do yeah. it. And, but here's the reason. Here's why I think it's weird. So, um, so I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. And yeah. so I, um, we're going to dinner tonight. I do know that we're doing that. And, mm-hmm. um, but I just, like, I took a shower and I'm sitting, I've just got on like a t-shirt and pajama shorts. Yeah. Um, I've got my hair pulled back in a, a chip clip, hoping that I'll have some volume. I don't know why I care if I have volume when we go to dinner, but it just seems like it's a, important. It's a goal. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know what to do because I don't know. This is just, a, this is a weird time for a book release. Um, no, it's, you're kidding. Why? It's, Why? I feel like spring of 2020, we've really nailed it across the board on book release. So it's a, it's just a weird time. And and honestly, and you know this, because we've talked about this, like, so there's that part of me that's, um, that's like, you know what, there are a lot of other people you need to be listening to right now besides me. And yeah. then, but I, you know, but I wrote a book. And so I feel obligated to mention it. But so my response to that is just to go kind of like, eh. Um, I know, I know. So anyway, um, it's going to be fine. It's it's a, so it's weird because last week I was really like, I was real like about it. And today I'm just like, it, it, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like it normally does. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just, I think it's, I totally get it. Cause that's kind of how I felt because like when mine came out, it was like, Oh, this is good. And then it had about one solid week before everything got terrible. Right, right. And then you're kind of like, well, this, so this book isn't going to really get a second, a big second thing at book signings or events, or it's just, there it is. But mm-hmm. I will say that your book does to me, here's, here's the whole thing about, and I would say this about both our books, but particularly yours, it does talk to me a lot about a lot of the things that are going on in the world. I do think it's very applicable to what's happening right now. But you know what? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm about to over-spiritualize. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. Well. But I, but I do know, like the Lord knew. And yes. so I don't, I just think it, you know, every book you think, you know, whatever, whatever the purpose is, you pray that it'll achieve it. Yes. The re- whatever reason the Lord sent it, why in the world the Lord had me thinking about all this stuff that's currently going on in a cabin in Pine Mountain, Georgia, 18 months ago. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because he knew. Because he knew. That's so, that's the truth. That's the truth. So anyway, but it's fun. I mean, like, it'll be fun just for people to read. It'll be fun just to share it kind of at this point. You yes. Know? Even yes. if. Well. Yes. Yeah, because I, because I think, number one, it's so good. And I think it's the same reason people just like you in general is because sometimes we need a, we just need it to take a breath. You know what I mean? Like we need to remember that all is not dark and terrible in the world, even if it feels like all is dark and terrible. Yeah. And I think we need to listen to other voices. And it's a good time to get off of social media. And I think that your writing is like a it's like a comfort place. It's like the mashed potatoes of. Well, of, this, of literature. This is the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Can it we is, put that on the next book? Can that be the blurb? It is the Popeye's two-piece combo <laughs> of the literary world. Did and you, I'm just saying that right now, that's maybe what a lot of us need. That's really sweet. Thank you. And you know, I take that as a compliment. Popeye's, I, I don't take it I lightly. No, I mean it as a compliment. It's about the highest compliment I could pay. Thank you. Did you see yesterday when I put the clip from our Patreon on Instagram that I found a GIF with Popeye's chicken in it? Yes, I was was, so impressed. It was one of my my prouder moments, I have to tell you. It's one of my prouder moments. So we we thought, listen, well, I will say Melanie has a a book report to give us. Not on my book, but on a different book. She has a book report to give us. It made me think about it. So, okay. So over the weekend, so Gully had been reading and then she brought it to me, I guess on Thursday night, she said, Hey, I finally finished. Here's Jessica Simpson's book, open book, which is Jessica Simpson's memoir. I'm going to tell you that here's what I've said for the last, since really the, since January, here's what I've said. Mm -hmm. I've bought a bunch of books on Amazon that I'm going to read. I have a stack of books on Amazon that I mean to read. I keep saying I'm going to read. Nothing holds my attention. Like I just can't, I sit down to read and I'm like, it's not that it's not a good book. It just doesn't hold my attention. I'm going to tell you, apparently what I was missing was a celebrity memoir. That is the genre that I, because I read that book. I started it Thursday night after Gully left and I had finished it by Saturday. Like, and it's, it's thick. It's a lot of pages, but I am going to tell you, I could not put it down. I could not. Well, so good. I knew that Jamie Golden liked it, which always Mm -hmm. speaks to me when Jamie likes a book. But I didn't, for whatever reason, I can't remember what it coincided with. I just didn't pick it up. So after last night, you told me how much you loved it. I Mm -hmm. immediately bought it. 
and started to read it last night. And I was maybe four pages in and I thought, oh, don't sleep on Jessica, everybody. That, right? Do not sleep on Jessica. First Mm -mm. of all, and I'm not, I'm not far in at all, but she can write. Yes. She can write. And uh, I mean, I felt like, I mean, it took me back to my Mrs. Hudson days teaching 11th grade English, like picking up an essay and then going like, oh, there's something here. Like, Mm -hmm. so that part was great. And then just her candor kind of out of the gate. You're like, all right, well, yeah, um, clearly we're going to just we're going to lay it all out. And, you know, that's one of my favorite personality traits with people when they just lay it out. Yes. And so um, so I'm I can't wait to to keep reading. I'm telling you, it was, I could not put it down. And that's what I was so startled by too. And I had heard people say that, but I was shocked by how well-written it was. Um, And and just in a way, and I think because you and I try to do this, and so we know how hard it is, like to write in that conversational style, Mm -hmm. but yet to tell a story about your life and all of that, I think is so much harder than people realize it is. Uh So the the fact that she did that as well as she did, I was super impressed with the way she tied it in with the way the intro went into like the prologue and the whole kind mm-hmm. of setting up her telling her story. I'm telling you, I was fascinated. Yeah. And I think because her grandparents like are from McGregor, Texas, which is outside of Waco, like it's all that whole like Texas Baptist thing is so familiar to me. Like, mm-hmm. and it will be, the, it's just that whole, I don't know. I just, I found the whole thing fascinating. I can't remember the last time I could not put a book down like I couldn't put that down. Well, you know how I love the structure of a book. Like that's my Uh favorite part of writing a book is the structure of it. And it's exactly what you said. The way that that intro was structured into the first chapter and all that, I was like, okay, all Uh right, Jessica. All Uh right. Uh We got some, we got some, um, some structural things here we're, we're doing. We're not afraid to to um to go a roundabout way but it was so clean at the same time like I don't know so I can't yeah. wait to keep reading it I think that's oh yeah great. you're gonna love it it's a whole it may be a whole patreon episode by the time oh, you're done because I feel like dude. there's so many levels there's the celebrity level there's the growing up baptist level there's the family level it's just there's so much there I just gully and I talked about it we couldn't quit talking about it I was like I'm so fascinated by it Okay, I think we should do a Patreon about it. Okay, all right, well, done. 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 Um, okay, so I wanted to tell you, too, that when I, I put up a post on Instagram about, I don't know, about an hour ago, that we were going to record today, and does anybody have any questions? Because we, we do a Patreon Q&A every month, but we haven't done a Q&A on the regular podcast in a long time. No, we haven't. And so, anyway, so we have lots of questions. And I did that because I had nothing to talk about. I mean, like, I know I have a book coming out tomorrow. Yes. But but, but other than that, I had no, that was all I had to say. I mean, that uh-huh. was really, that was it for this week. Um I, I, I folded some clothes. I don't know what I've watched the news, you know, like I, I feel like I have, I've been in my thoughts yes. a lot. Um, and one of the first questions that came in was from Alex Hudson. Who said, what is love? At which point <laughs> I got up and walked out in the hall and yelled down the hall, like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> He cannot resist the the opportunity to Mm-mm. to be sarcastic with me. No. Um. 
um, who got his first job, by the way. You know that, but everybody else does not. But he got his I first know. job. Oh, um, babies are working. Perry and I did get so tickled because Friday night, Caroline was working on. Normally, she doesn't work on Fridays, but she was this past week. And so, and I knew she wasn't going to have any plans because of her friends were out of town. And so I texted her a Friday afternoon and I said, hey, daddy and I are going to go eat Mexican food. I was like, do you want to go with us? We'll wait on you. And she said, yes. She said, I think I'm going to be working late, but I would okay. love that. And I was like, oh, I'm so tickled. Listen, She's working late. Cut to Melanie so, Griffith walking down the street and working, girl. She, she was going to be working late, but she yes. did. And she did work late, but we waited on her and we went and had Mexican food. So, well, listen, I'm, I'm so happy about this working situation. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Yeah, it's a good, well, especially on the, on the, on the back end of a pandemic lockdown situation, it's been really good to have a place to be and a purpose. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to pull the first question, and then I'm just going to go randomly through these. I'm just going to just scroll up and down and grab some, because we're not going to get to all of them, but I want to get to a variety, if I can. Okay, great. Uh, All right, so the first question is um, from Wolfpack Family, and she says, have you ever considered writing a book together? Oh, we have talked. We actually did talk about it years ago. We did. We have talked about it. I still think at some point we will. I think we'll, I think we'll have some idea that we want to do together. I think it'll just be a different time of life. Yes. Yes. I agree. Uh, Cause I think it's going to take, it, it would require to me a lot of us being in the same place to mm-hmm. get that done. And we're not in a place where we can be in the same place as much as we would need to be. I feel like. Yes, ex- that's exactly right. All yeah. right. This, the next question is, um, I won't say the name cause I don't want to embarrass anybody. Oh, Some, okay. somebody said, <laughs> I'm gonna let you answer this one. Um, tips for newlyweds. Oh, God. That's why. Mm. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what okay. I'll say. For okay. Tips. And then I have a thought. I did just think of something. Okay. Um, I would say it's not going to be perfect and it's not no. going to be idyllic. And, and it's, and I don't mean to be discouraging, but you're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of your own sin over the course yes. <laughs> of the next little bit. So just, so just embrace it. Like if I think, if, yeah. I think it's the, the illusion that it has to be perfect. That's, really the the big discouragement in the whole thing there's actually a lot of really good stuff in the fact that you can't hide yeah anymore um yeah. that's actually a, a, a kind of an unexpected sweet thing but you've gotta you gotta prepare yourself for it um yeah. but it's I mean it's fun but it's it's not it's not anything idyllic for sure No, I don't look back on my first year of marriage and think that it was by any means our best year of marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I just think it was really hard. Like it was, it's just a really hard year because I think you're figuring out so much stuff. You're figuring out your dynamic with your extended families. You're figuring out your financial dynamic and and how do you spend money and what kind of checks and balances do you have on that? about all that. Yes. About all of that. Yeah, you're setting up a whole new system. And I think that that's especially when, because chances are, depending on your age, you also have a lot of newlywed friends. And I feel like that was a time that I really compared the way we operated with the way a lot of my friends' new marriages were operating. And I think that sets you up for Mm -hmm. failure and disappointment in a lot of ways, because I think you start to look at things. And I think that you know, it's funny, we've talked about this a lot this week in our house, but like relationships just, I mean, even the best relationships just are going to have times that are hard and you're going to have things that you've got to work on and figure out. And there's a lot of compromise. And I think you just have to hang in there and know that, you know, yes, you're honeymooners, but I also think that's a hard, there's something about 
you know, in Antelope and Living Room, I talk about young love versus old love. And there's something about old love that is just a lot easier sometimes mm-hmm. than young love. For sure. It really is. Uh-huh. Um, but there's but there's lots of good things. And I think, too, again, I didn't know this until later. I think if you can remind yourself that you're a team, yes. you know, you really are a team. And that's your teammate. And, and, and you want the very best for your teammate. And you want to support your teammate. And I think a lot of times if you can come at it that way, um, it just makes it easier to get through stuff because you're a unit. You're not, you know, you're not just working your own single agenda anymore. Yep. Yep. And I think don't, I think find ways like don't isolate yourself too. Cause I think this is a time like find ways, like whether it's a Sunday school class or whatever, like meet other couples, like find mm-hmm. some other young couples um, or newlywed couples or people in the same stage of your life, just because this is a time when y'all can like go out to dinner and you can share. And I think there are times you've got to have some people you can be honest with. that will tell you like, Oh, that's so normal. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of our friends, the Boudreaux, Christy listens to the podcast. Hey, Christy, mm-hmm. um, um, where our friends in Baton Rouge, they were, when we bought our first house, they had bought their first house. We were next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. We have so many memories with the Boudreaux. Um, and Christy and I met cause David and I just walked in and I had gotten a salad from somewhere and we had a conversation about ranch dressing and it was like, we were bonded for life. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really the start of all good relationships. But, but David and I, the other night we were, um, there's a new like great American company and, and, um, Marble Slab Cream, are you not far from our house? And Mm -hmm. we were talking about the number of times we went to Marble Slab with the Boudreaux's, you know, like just that Mm -hmm. kind of, just, you know, maybe we couldn't afford to go eat out all the time, but we could go Mm -hmm. get ice cream. That kind of stuff is sweet to look back on. It is. I think that's how we were with our friends, Jamie and Trevor, because they moved Mm -hmm. here because Trevor was in medical school. And it was just that time where we just were together all the time and we would play cards and we would, I don't know, we just, I don't know. It was just fun to be with other people in that same stage of life. Okay. Um, Let's see. Somebody wants to know about my green ring. Okay. So I've had several people ask me about my green ring. I think because of doing the Weed of Wednesdays and it shows up when when I... (laughs) when I cut things so effortlessly um, and I film them, um, you know, just with that, my cinematography really showcases my green ring. Um, So here's the thing about my green ring. I bought it probably 25 years ago uh, when I was, oh gosh, I mean, I was, I just started working and I bought it at a little antique shop in my hometown just because I thought it looked cool and I would wear it occasionally, occasionally like as an accent ring. Mm -hmm. And I loved it because it's kind of like the, it has a jade stone, but the jade is cracked in the middle. And I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Well, when Melanie and I started traveling some, I realized I really didn't like to wear my, I didn't like to travel with my wedding ring Mm -hmm. or wedding rings. And so I, um, I just started wearing that a lot as a band just like, it's a wedding band. It'll work. It gets the yeah. job done. You know, I just wear a ring on that finger. And then I was like, well, this is actually a really comfortable ring. And I kind of like that it's funky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wear it all the time. Sometimes I wear my actual, like my my diamond ring. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not much. I mean, the number of times in my life that I have asked for diamonds is yeah. never. Zero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same. Same. So, I love, I love my wedding ring, but I just, or my engagement ring, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but I just 
I don't know. I love the green ring and I wear it a lot. Just like if I'm going walking or whatever, I don't, I feel like I don't want to wear diamonds to walk. Yeah. So um, anyway, so it's like, it's like my casual wedding ring. But it's the things that you don't know when you're a newlywed. You don't. Here's what does not matter to me one bit. Diamonds. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. So, um, so I have some sentimental attachment to my, um, my engagement ring and I still really like it. It just feels a little fussier than I, than I like to roll in the day to day. Yeah. So I'm saying anyway, cause you wear your yeah. band, just your band a lot. I, don't I you? wear just my band a lot. And then I even bought like a, just a, it's a faux kind of diamond band that I travel with because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I leave it in a hotel room, doesn't matter. Like it just, it stresses me out to do the other. Um, so yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know, just as your taste change and whatever. I'm just not a jewelry person. I mean, I, like I'm a, I'm a fun mm-hmm. earring person, but I'm not a jewelry person. Like I don't, I don't need yeah. any, I don't have any reason to ever like require any fine jewelry. No. So and it stresses me out. Frankly, I don't need the stress. <laughs> I don't, I don't need Maybe the stress. This is a non thing. For some <laughs> reason, nice jewelry stresses us out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I love my green ring and, um, and I uh, I don't know. Like tonight we're going out to dinner. I'll, I'll probably, I'll do the nice rings. Like, okay. you know, but, um, but in the day to day, Jade yeah. ring all day long. Yeah. And I, I you know what? Like, this is such an English major thing. I really, I love that it's, it's broken in the middle, uh-huh. but it's uh-huh. still together. Get it? It's yeah. symbolic. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. like so many things. Okay. I love that. Okay. Um, oh, Melanie, would the two of you ever consider a YouTube channel? Never in a million years. <laughs> uh, oh. Not even in one million years. Y'all, it's all we can do to come up with content for this. Like, oh. and, and to me, mm. to do an Insta story, if I'm doing, I mean, if I can come up with like, here's something I can like put on Insta stories, that then that's a good day for me. So the thought of churning out content for, and listen, nobody wants to see us on a YouTube channel. Like that's. Yeah, that feels fair. Um, okay. So here's a question. Current favorite mascara and what advice would you give to 29-year-old you? Current oh. favorite mascara for me is the Thrive Cosmetics mascara. One, I love it. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Cosign on that. That It's the best one. It's made me quit buying other mascaras. Um, and then my advice to 29-year-old me would be um, lean in hard for the next 10 years because you're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Like mm-hmm. really, like just, just listen, just wrap your arms around it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, there's so much good stuff in your thirties. I feel like, I don't know. It's just, it's really yeah. formative. I think mine were. So yeah, I agree with that. Well, I mean, I think for both of us, we became a mother in our thirties for the first mm-hmm. time and only time. Um, I think that it, there's just so much ahead of you. And I think it's, to me, that's a time of really finding out who you are. And I think here's what I would also say, like, don't be afraid to take risks because I think that there's this thing that, and I think we're getting better about it maybe, but I remember feeling like when I submitted my first book proposal, which was actually on the day of my 40th birthday. And I remember thinking, I'm so old to be starting this. Like I this felt feels that way too. Yeah. like I'm so old. And now I look back and go, well, when did I think I was going to start it? Because if not then, when? And that right. would have been great if I had figured out at 30. But the thing was, is at 40, I had so much more to say and right. share than I did when I was 30. And so I think don't, don't buy into the, that your thirties, because to me, your thirties are the time to like grow and start new things and 
do new things because you're still so young. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I thought really by the time I was in my late twenties, I thought I had figured out a lot and I guess I had, you know, and to a certain degree, but, um, but man, the thirties, I just thought were super instructive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Okay. Um, another question, first concert you ever went to, and then who would be your number one pick today to see? Oh, now I went to a lot of concerts when, I, well, I wouldn't have called them concerts because I, there were a lot of performances in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I write a little bit about that in the book, like just a lot of different people came to town, but in terms of like concert, I'm going with my friends to see somebody who was popular today. Mm-hmm. Um, not I'm going to see Doc Severinsen and the NBC orchestra, or yeah. whoever, whatever. Um, yeah. My first concert was Billy Joel. Oh, that's a good one. And um, who, my number one, like I really, and this is, listen, Melanie's going to have something to say about this because she (laughs) just finished the Jessica Simpson book, but I really want to see John Mayer with Alex Uh before he graduates from high school. I, listen, I still agree with that. I told you that reading that book, I'll never look at him the same. Okay. Um, I don't know that I think, but, it, but here's the thing. Did I probably already think that he was dark and troubled before I read the book? I did. Sure. <laughs> I think that with somebody like that with, cause I think you just kind of know with somebody that is that gifted and that talented, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that there's probably going to be a little bit of a dark side somewhere, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're that introspective to write those lyrics and to be that talented. So it's not like it came as a shock to me, sure. but it was just one of those where I was like, yeah. Oh, John. Yeah, like where you're like, where he went from like, he just needs to find the right girl maybe to like, no, I don't really think that's the issue. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Um, okay. I read, an, I, I read an interview with him probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago that, um, or I read excerpts of an interview with him, I should say. Mm-hmm. But where I was like, oh. Um, yeah. I think that may be what part of what she references in yeah. her book. Oh. Hey y'all, it's me with a quick break in the podcast to talk to you about Beachbody. As you are well aware, we have all been home a whole lot more than normal. And if you are home with small children or you are home because of work and it's hard for you to leave during the day um, to go to the park or to get outside, it, it can be a little tricky to figure out how to work out. But thousands of people have joined Beachbody on demand to stay fit during COVID-19 And those people have not been disappointed because when you join Beachbody, you get access to professional training from the comfort of your home with Beachbody On Demand. It gives you instant access to over 1,300 workouts that you can stream anytime so that you can maintain a consistent routine at home on your own schedule. There are so many good workouts on Beachbody On Demand, hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels. Every single one, even if you think, I don't, I don't know even what my fitness level is, you can find a comfortable place to start. And these workouts include bodybuilding, weight training, cardio, yoga, even dance workouts, which I'm a fan of a dance workout. And you can work out on your own schedule. These workouts are as short as 10 minutes. They don't require any extra equipment. And you can access these anywhere and anytime. You can see them on your computer, on web-enabled TV, on a tablet, smartphone, Apple TV, like all the ways you can access these workouts. And I'm so happy to tell you that listeners of the Big Bootcast can try this Beachbody On Demand service absolutely 
free. No dollars. Such a good thing. I actually keep the Country Heat Workout bookmarked on my computer. I kept seeing ads for it and people talking about it on social media really for a couple of years. And here's why. Because it's fun. Um, because it's a great workout. And because you kind of feel like you have some moves when, when you participate. It's such a good thing. This is such a good way to feel stronger, which is such a big thing with Melanie and me. This is a great way to move your body every single day. And you can do that right in your own home, right in the privacy of your own bedroom or your den or wherever you're the most comfortable. So Beachbody On Demand, it is fantastic. And to get a special free trial membership, just text Big Boo, B-I-G-B-O-O, to 303030. 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform, all the workouts, nutrition information, and support absolutely free. Just text Big Boo to 303030. Alrighty, back to 189. Okay, um, now Ashton wants to know, she said, I've been listening to old podcasts. How do you know Ben Rector? Just curious. And she, oh, she said, slash Dave Barnes. I couldn't type it all out in one question. Okay, so I, I think it's a stretch to say that I, I mean, I've met Ben Rector, yes. Um, I don't, I mean, we don't, we don't text. Uh, <laughs> like, he never calls. He never, he never calls. He never calls. Um, but there was, okay, so let me back up here. So how I know Dave Barnes um, is because of Annie Downs, because Annie somehow got connected to Dave before she ever moved to Nashville. And she like either left me, I think she emailed me one time because I mentioned his music. We, uh-huh. This is such a long story. It has so many layers. But at my school, they wanted to do a benefit for International Justice Mission and they were bringing Dave Barnes in. And when I realized that he was from Mississippi, I just had a fit over his music because he grew up in Kosciuszko, which is not super far from where I grew up and Anyway, so then Annie saw that and she connected us somehow. He reached out and thanked me. And so we just kind of, I can't remember when we met exactly, maybe when he did a show here in Birmingham. Yeah. But he was doing a comedy tour a few years later and he had Ben Rector and Steve Mokler as his opening acts on the comedy tour. And right before they, they came to Birmingham, he texted me and said hey can we just stay with y'all because we've got to get up and go to Atlanta (laughs) early the next morning and they were like I mean it was not like it was just like Dave was going out I mean yeah he was just going out to do comedy and so we said sure Alex was little and so they did their show David and I went to the show and then we came Uh home and then they got home and um and I had made chocolate pie and Ben Rector ate a lot of chocolate pie (laughs) And, um, and they all play with Alex's Star Wars figures. And then, um, so Ben and Steve slept in Alex's bunk beds and then Dave stayed. And then they left the next morning before we ever woke up. And that, that is my, my, my long-term friendship with Ben Rector yeah. in a nutshell. So. I mean, obviously y'all were very close. Y'all we were. still are. Yeah. We so. were. But mm-hmm. we've had, we had Dave on the podcast a couple of years ago. Was that a couple yeah, of years we did. ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, we did. Cause I've never met either one of them in person because mm-hmm. per usual, like I feel like a lot of stuff happens in Alabama, Nashville area adjacent <laughs> and I'm all the way here in Texas. So, um, but, but man, oh man, what, what nice, great guys. I mean, you know, I just, I think all the time about, 
um, as I work with kids who have you know, like dreams in music and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have always been not that I'm around, you know, that Annie and her friends all the time, but those guys who are musicians just have a really great community. Yeah. Yeah. From what, from what I can see, they're super supportive of one another. And I love it. Yeah. Um, I love it okay. I feel like this next question, listen, I feel like I'm just going to sit back and listen. Oh, can Melanie remind us of her skincare routine? Oh, could, well, could I remind myself of my skincare routine? It just, it, it varies. Um, I will say, so currently what I'm doing from the dawn of time, <laughs> people have had skin that has needed care. Um, my, my no frills, what I will say, well, I'm not going to call it no frills, but my, my bare bones skin routine is this, okay. that I wash my face right now. I love that thrive brightening face wash is what I'm still using. I love it too. Um, love it. And honestly, this isn't an ad. I mean, I know that they advertise with us, but like when they sent those products, I was like, this is like the best face wash ever. Um, and so I'm still using that. I use it with my Clarisonic brush. Um, so I do that. If I've had on makeup that day, I'll usually do a double cleanse and I just have like some ponds, like everyday makeup stuff that I'll do that first and okay. then I'll take off my makeup. Um, and then I'll, so I'll take it off with that and then I'll use my Clarisonic and my scrub. Then, um, I will use at night, I'll use some sort of a retinol product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times, and then a, some sort of moisturizer or my, my must-haves at night. Um, now, currently, right now, because Adriana, who listens to the podcast, was so nice and sent me some of the Zen Obaji stuff, yes. it's gotten a lot more complicated. So okay. I'm using, um, so I'm using this hydroquinone right now, which is for dark. As we know, hyperpigmentation is one of my the bane's of my existence. So now I'm using that, okay. and then I use a retinol, and then I put on a moisturizer. Wow. But I let that retinol soak in, and then right before bed, I put on a moisturizer. You know what I picture when you talk about all the things that you do at night, like the thing, yes. like you know, you do a mask uh, once a week, and then or you put yeah. something on three times a week. That you sit down at night to watch television, and then you get up approximately seventy-two times to do the next step. No, like, I really do. I really don't because it's like I'll kind of do it like when I get out of the shower because I shower at night. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do so usually I've washed my face in the shower is where that happens. Okay. Then I'll get out and I'll put on like right now I'll put on my hydroquinine stuff. And so I'll put that on. And then while I'm getting dressed or like putting lotion on or whatever, then I'll do that. Then I'll put on my next step. And then I put on my next step. Now, I will say that what I have added at nighttime is now when I sit in front of the TV or Netflix every night, I have my little gouache, little jade stone. Yes, you've mentioned that. That I'll use on my face while I'm sitting there watching TV. And then I also have this revision red LED light. And so I'll sit and I'll hold, I'll sit (laughs) on the couch. Which Perry keeps telling me it's not any different than one of his flashlights, but I don't need to hear that. You don't believe it? I don't believe it. It's science. Mm -hmm. So I'll sit because I can sit and like watch Netflix and something and and do that. So and just point that red light at your face. Yeah, I just move it around. I uh move it. I I put it where my 11s are. I put it where my crow's feet are. I put it in the lines around my mouth. Just anywhere where you really need some wrinkle help. I just put it there. Listen, everybody, Melanie Shankle is going to go down swinging is what I'm going to tell you. She is going to go down swinging. I am. I'm I'm just, it's not going to get the upper hand, not with her. No, it is not. 
you have one face. And so, um, but in the morning, I do not cleanse my face in the morning because that dries it out too much. So in the morning, I usually just splash my face. I rinse it with cold water. Then I put on my vitamin C um, and then I always put on vitamin C and then I'll put on either like a rose hip oil. I still use my rose hip oil some. That was another uh, question. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still use it. Um, I'll either do that or some sort of other moisturizer if I feel like I need something heavier. And then I let all that soak in and then I put on my sunscreen. Um, and like in the summer, most days I'll put on my sunscreen and I still like that drunk elephant, those sunshine drops. And I mix yes. a, a pump of that with, cause I don't ever put self tanner on my face. Um, because there's no point because I'm right. constantly exfoliating my face. Right. It's always in a, it's always in a process of rejuvenation. It's, 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 <laughs> it's a state of transition. So there's like a little drop of that with my sunscreen. And a lot of times, and that's all I'll put on for the day. And then I always curl my eyelashes and then I always put on some sort of lip gloss. Okay. And that's it. Well, there was another question. I'm gonna let you list all that. I don't, okay. yeah, listen, no, no, no. I'd have been like that cat at the typewriter, that GIF, <laughs> the cat at the typewriter trying to keep that up with that. But somebody asked, I just saw this question. She said, do you use moisturizer with SPF or separate sunscreen than moisturizer? We both do moisturizer, let it soak in and then yep. come back with the sunscreen. Yep. Absolutely. I think you can't play around. I know that like a lot of like BB creams and like and foundations say like they have an SPF 15 or 30 or whatever, but I think your sunscreen, I'm a hardcore believer and you have to have a separate sunscreen. I am too. And I learned that the hard way because for the longest time I was like, well, my, my BB cream or whatever has sunscreen in it. Yeah. And then I was like, literally about three years ago, I was like, what's this, what's this trail of, 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 like brown stuff down the side, like alongside by my eyes and leading up to my cheekbone. Yeah. And it was all, it was age spots. Yeah. So, um, so listen, I, it's not, it's not going to get her done if it's built in. It's got to yeah. be. So we both use, or do you still use the Elta MD? I do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what we both use. Fun. It's not cheap. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It is because I feel like I can put it on in the morning and I know unless I've really, sweat or worked out or whatever it's going to last me all day yeah like, same and uh, even like the and i use the elta md on my arms the sport mm-hmm. sunscreen i think it's like 50 mm-hmm. and um and i just looked at my arms by the way and i, I saw my mama's arms oh like, you know it's you know so depressing mm, i know like I know. It, they're crepey um <sighs> anyway <laughs> you're welcome everyone uh-huh. but um but yeah that sunscreen that's no joke i mean yeah it's you got to do it yeah and uh, to me if you're not going to do anything else to your face then you rinse it and you put sunscreen on like that's how important sunscreen is like because there's no point in using all the vitamin c's and all the other stuff if you're not protecting it from the sun yeah and i don't like to wash my face in the morning either unless i use my soap that i buy from cheeky maiden that tea tree and calendula soap Mm. that i've used forever because it's really gentle yeah. But other than that, I'm saying I will just splash cold water on my face and yeah. I, I can't, I can't do a clean, like a, an intensive cleanser twice a day. My, my face won't. Mm. No, I can't either. And it's not respond. It's, well, and it's funny because I just got, and I, I don't think I ordered it and I can only hope that somehow I have ended up on Sunday Riley's list of people that they mail stuff to. That we all I, got it. We all got the, it. The ceramic slip cleanser. Yes. Somebody okay. else messaged me. We ordered something at some point and I wondered if it was the good morning America sale. It had to be right. That's yeah. What because I my, um, one of those things came in later 
And then mm-hmm. I, I got a free thing of the ceramic slip cleanser the other day. Yeah, me too. And I was mm-hmm. like, did we like, and I knew I was like, I, I didn't know where it had come from. And then I thought, well, is this one of those? Did I like take a Unisom and then get online? Like I just, I couldn't, but I haven't tried it yet. Um, I haven't either, but I was so tickled because at first I thought, oh, this may be the culmination of all I've ever wanted from the podcast, which is to be on yeah. a Sunday Riley mailing list. I know. Hello, me again, all by myself in the middle of the podcast to remind you of something that I haven't mentioned in a while, which is that Melanie and I have an Amazon shop, an inset Amazon shop. You can find so many of the things that we mention from week to week on the podcast. In addition to that, you can find stuff that we might mention on Instagram. For example, a few days ago, Melanie wore a really cute sleeveless t-shirt that said, be kind, actually came from Amazon, and it is now in our Amazon shop. You can find it right there. You can find my favorite kind of Apple Watch sports loop, which really must be a dream come true. You can find Hazel's dog bed that she adores with her whole heart. It's just an easy one-stop shop for us to put the stuff that we're really loving in the moment and to go back and look at stuff that we have mentioned in the past, whether that's a book or a pair of leggings or a chair or a hairdryer, just There's just a wide variety of things is what I will tell you. So if you would like to remember days of podcast your and things that we have mentioned in the past or things that we mentioned um, even this week, head on over to the Amazon shop. It's amazon.com slash shop slash big boo. Amazon.com slash shop slash big boo. It's been super fun. And listen, we like to get in there and see what y'all are buying too. Here's what I'm going to tell y'all. A whole lot of y'all. Bought that peanut massage ball. We sure did. Got some troubled feet and calves in our podcast listeners. So we hope you enjoy looking. We hope you enjoy the things you buy. And we just wanted to remind you of ye old Amazon shop. Okay, here we go. Back to episode 189. Okay, let's see. There was, um, oh, I love this question. What is something you were glad you did with your child as he, she grew up? Oh, okay. You answer first. I feel like I've been talking about. I'm so glad that like looking back, some of our greatest memories, and I know I've said this before, but the fact that we went to whatever ball game was in session, like like we have, we have great memories from sports, from Alex playing, Uh but we have such fun memories of, of from going to games, whether that was high school stuff or um, college games, you know, the SEC baseball tournament has been one of our favorite things for years, mm-hmm. but, but that sort of shared for me, that's something where like, there's something for everybody in that deal yeah. when you go and you can enjoy it as an adult, you can enjoy it as a kid. Um, I don't know, but I'm so glad that we, and listen, that was not always, that was not always financially, like the, the, the easiest thing when he was little, mm-hmm. you know, like it was, it was, it was, it felt like a real indulgence at times, but I'm so glad we did it. We, um, we have such great memories and I will say there's a ton you can do that's actually, you know, I mean, it can be expensive to go like to a college football game, but it's real inexpensive to go to a high school baseball game, you know, yes. or whatever. So I, one of my favorite memories is um, that we were at a high school soccer game. Alex was probably five uh-huh. and we were um, 
playing a team from across town that's really good in soccer. And we were winning, we were winning, we were winning, we were winning. And they won like in just like the last couple of seconds. And he fell apart. Um, like that was the, his first like sports okay. heartache. Now, I don't love that that he his heart little heart was broken. Yes. But I, I, I do love that he learned early on how to invest in a team and cheering for uh-huh. a team and believing in a team and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh-huh. mine. Okay. I was sitting here thinking, I think one thing I've been really glad that we did with Caroline is that we did the road trip with Gully and her boys every yes. summer. I think that's one of our favorites because I think now looking back, like we have so many good memories. And I think that just um, bonded all of us in a way that we wouldn't have been just to spend that amount of time together. And we just have so many things where we go back and laugh and think about it. In fact, we were laughing because earlier today we were all working out with Brent, who, because now Gully and Will, her youngest, are working out, and he was having Caroline, he has her box a lot, and so mm-hmm. she put on the boxing gloves, and he had Will put on his, and, and and Caroline said, are we about to get to fight each other? And he was like, no, no, no. And we were like, well, that would be the culmination of all of it if those two just put on <laughs> boxing gloves and went at it. For all the years that they would scream at each other in the back seat that now I'm not inviting you to my birthday party. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I think we have so many fun memories of that. And then I think I'm so glad that we put her, I think a sports adjacent thing is I'm so glad that we put her in sports and Me too. And, and stayed so involved in sports. And, Me too. and it doesn't have to be sports. It could be dance. It could be theater. It could be whatever. But I right. think it's so good for them to have something that gives them something to do that gives them a, a purpose and a focus and a place to channel their energy and their talents. And I just, I think it's so important to, to find that thing for your child or to mm-hmm. help them find that thing, because I think it helps keep them on a good path as they get older. Well, this was uh, something I thought about not too long ago when you and I were traveling um, with Lifeway and we would go to different events. There was one I went to, I think it was Lincoln, Nebraska. This was probably 10 years ago. Um, and maybe not quite 10 years ago, but Alex was still pretty little. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason I went, it was a, it was a Beth Moore event and I rode with the, um, the guys who were picking her up. And so we went and got her from the airport and we were just kind of chit chatting in the car and we were talking about like, I don't know what we what kind of led us to it. But she said, you know, you do have such a responsibility to help your kids find out what they love. And I had never thought about that. Like I had never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as frustrated as I would get sometimes, because I don't know if you know this, but youth sports can be a little bit of a minefield. No. Um, <laughs> but I would always think about what she said about how you have a responsibility to help them figure out what they love. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've thought about that a lot over the course of the last week as um, Alex's football team, they've started back, they do workouts. They have to wear masks when they work out inside, work out inside and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they have to be socially distanced on the field. But they're back in workouts and they, it's early in the morning and it's two Mm -hmm. hours. And as he, he's, you know, he sets his alarm, he gets up, he goes. And I've thought like, she was exactly right. Like the payoff is at this stage where like he could not wait to get back. And again, he is not, Caroline could play in college if she wanted to play in college. That is not going to be, that's not Alex's deal. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's never been like, you know, the, the superstar athlete, but he is a great teammate. And so, um, you know, if nothing else, then for that, um, yeah. 
Well, and that's really the most important part. I don't Mm -hmm. care if they're a superstar or not. It's like, if you're not a good teammate, then you're not, I mean, that's part of what they need to learn is like teamwork and, um, and all of that stuff. And I think I look at Caroline and I think she's, you know, been on these club teams where most of the time it's been with girls that she doesn't go to school with. And it's, it's helped her so much from a social standpoint, Mm -hmm. like how to meet new people, how to make new friends, how to go into a new situation. And, um, and I've watched it pay off. You know, she's working at the vet clinic this summer and it's like, she just is immediately like, she's got all these new friends and she wasn't intimidated and the hard work doesn't scare her. And she knows what it means to like commit yourself to something that you love to do. And I think sports, it's like the foundation of that. Right. And it's, you get the same payoff if your kid loves music and they, they want yeah. to be in band. You get the same payoff if they love to act and they want to do theater or they love show choir and like mm-hmm. like whatever it is. But just to connect that to a bigger group of people is awesome. Yeah, totally um, agree. Okay, here's a question that asks me how I like the, I can't say it, Schwer? Is that how you pronounce it? J-O-U-E-R? Yes. Soft Focus Hydrate oh, Powder. Yeah. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that I was going to order it after I saw Cameron Eubanks wear yes. it. Okay, so here's what I will tell you. I have determined that for me, it's too drying to just wear that. Mm, like, okay. So if I just put like, it, I remember in her Instagram thing, she said, "I'm that's all I'm wearing right now. If I do that, it's just everything is a little too, mm. but as a finishing powder, I adore it. Like if I've got some CC cream on and my concealer on and all that, like to set my makeup, I Mm -hmm. love it. Okay. um, Like I love it a lot. And especially because I think I'm so aware at this time of the year, like am I shiny? I feel like I'm shiny. And it's, um, so it gives a nice little matte finish on top of makeup, but it's not, it doesn't look dry. Um, okay. Now it does look dry just on my bare skin, wow. but it doesn't at all look dry on top of makeup. So, okay, whatever, okay. Um, whatever that, however that helps. I hope it does. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, is Melanie still using my pillow? If not, what does she recommend? Again, no. I'll listen. <laughs> I am not still using my pillow. I used it for a long time and then it got to, and it could just be that it had gotten old, but it just got too flat for me. Like it just, it, it got too flat. And so, um, and it just felt too lumpy and I just, I needed a change. So I am currently using, hold on, I'm looking for it on Amazon. I'm currently using, and we will put a link to this, the Beckham Hotel Collection Gel Pillow. Yes, you've mentioned that before. Yes, it comes in a two-pack. It's a luxury plush gel pillow. It feels like it's dust mite resistant and it's hypoallergenic, but it feels like a really, uh, like a fuller feather pillow, which is what I need. I had been trying to use a feather pillow, but they just, I couldn't find one. Or after a while, it was just too many feathers would start to stick out of it. So, because, you know... Can only imagine how crazy that would make you. And you would totally pick them out like throughout the night, whatever. 100%. 100%. So I had before I'm looking. So I I can, I'm looking at my Amazon order history to tell you. So on January 7th, 2018, I ordered the Downlux (laughs) Dabby Stripe white goose down feather pillow be sure to tune in for our patreon episode (laughs) on linens and it worked 
great for a while. But then I noticed that on October 6, 2019 is when I ordered the Beckham Hotel Collection Gel Pillow. Now, I will say that there are some nights, especially if I'm real hormonal and PMSy, that the, the Beckham Hotel Collection Gel Pillow feels a little <laughs> too full for me. Like it feels... I wish it were a little flatter, mm-hmm. but it also holds its shape. So it's like it doesn't get super flat in one okay. section. You know what I mean? So whereas Bless with the Lord, Bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. with the feather pillow, I had gotten to where I was sleeping with two pillowcases on it. I was about to add a third mm. and I thought, and then it just felt flatter. And so I was like, I think I like a, a something with a little bit more. So anyway, we'll link to those, but that is what I'm currently using. Now, did you have a bamboo pillow at one point? I've never had a bamboo pillow. Okay, well, I don't know how I got bamboo pillow in my head. Maybe I thought you said it. I don't know. But now I recently got, um, it was was just like a two-pack of pillows, which is probably Mm -hmm. not, you know, not the fanciest of pillows. That's what I got. Okay. came in two packs. Okay. Well, it's called a, a touch of bamboo. And um, because I was having trouble, I just couldn't find the right height because I typically like to sleep on two pillows, but anyway, it's a, it's a, there's a whole delicate thing, not to mention the pillow that I put between David and me that he calls the wall of Jericho because I like to prop up my arm Mm -hmm. Um, because I have carpal tunnel. And if I can keep my arm like stationary in the night, it is helpful. We are the worst high maintenance sleepers. I know. Um, so, but I like the touch of bamboo pillows. I really do. Oh, okay. That's They're good just home goods pillows. They're not anything fancy, but, but I really like them. It was two for sixteen ninety nine, and I'm real carried away with them. Okay. Um, okay. Um, when, when will y'all get to see each other in person again? We're going to see each other in person on July 12th. Well, at about less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. So we just kind of planned that this past week. So we were going to get together because we thought that there was a chance we were going to get to go to SEC Media Days. Mm-hmm. And now that's going to be virtual, which is fine. Corona, mm-hmm. just continue to steal all the things. Right. Um, but anyway, we decided it would be a good time for me to go ahead and just come to Birmingham because as a for whatever reason, because of the internet, I have a lot of friends in Birmingham. Right. So I was like... <laughs> And it is helpful for us to get face-to-face about stuff. It It really is. Yeah, because it was last year. So last year when we got to go to Rees, when we went to Pahuska and got to see Rees and stay, I felt like we got a lot of podcast business accomplished. It It was really good for us. That's when we figured out how to set up Patreon and did a bunch of stuff. And so... Um, we have stuff coming up that it'll help us plan for and be together. And so it's, it's like a business meeting is really what I'm is. saying. It's businessy. It's very businessy. Um, and that I just saw another question that said plans for when you are empty nesters. And that's mm. kind of like, we've kind of started to talk about that a little bit because that's yeah. a, a year away from Melanie. It's two years away from me. And we actually like, that's not our personalities normal normally, but we actually have really talked about what we would like for that to look like in some ways in terms of the podcast and, um, you know, what that might be, mm-hmm. what, what we might be able to do with that. Um, you know, once these yeah. kids are gone. Yeah. Yeah, once our lives, our social lives don't revolve around the high school schedule. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, have either of you found, oh, wait, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Have either of you found shorts a decent length that still, but still look cute? Yes. <laughs> now, I feel like I probably wear short, longer shorts than Melanie does. Cause probably you, yeah because you you'll wear like a you'll do a you'll do a three eight inch inseam for sure right um 
I, yeah, I will. It, I mean, less and less these days. Like, I think my cutoffs are probably that length that I wear sometimes. Um, and then workout shorts, yes. But other than that, I feel like I've gotten to where I just avoid shorts. Okay. <laughs> you like the dresses. I still yeah. love shorts. I really do love shorts. Um, but I want a, I want a longer inseam. So here's why that works well right now. It's because the bag shorts and like those mm-hmm. kind of flowy shorts are a little bit of a thing. And I don't feel quite as self-conscious wearing um, when they're when they're looser. I don't think so much about how short they are. Not that I'm wearing a yeah. two inch inseam. That's not what I'm saying. No, um, but they're yeah, but they feel better. So, so I have found like Nordstrom Rack is a great source for comfortable, cute shorts. They always have a lot of cute like linens with just like linen shorts with just a little detail on them that you can wear with a t-shirt or a, uh, I don't know. You can mix and match them with mm-hmm. things. Um, Target has been a consistently good spot for shorts for me. I just got a pair of um, that American Thread label that they have. Yeah. Is that what it's called? American Thread? I think so. Yeah. Um, I got some denim shorts that are kind of cut off. But again, I like for the legs. I don't want the legs to be super tight. I want the legs to have no. a little bit of room so that when mm-hmm. I sit down, we don't have a situation where there's like <laughs> indentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need some I need some room to move. Um, so but I found cute like camo shorts there and different things. That are, um, that come down probably like mid thigh, but, you know, but I also, I don't want, I don't want Bermudas, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it's a tricky, we're a tricky age to find an appropriate short pair of shorts and, but I still like them cause I think they're comfortable. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll wear them some, I mean, I have, I have like a cuter pair that are like a looser, kind of like you said that I bought last summer. Um, but you know, it used to be that I would go to like J crew and I would get like hot pink shorts and white shorts and I would, and I'm done doing that because here's the thing. I don't want to go anywhere where I have to sit down in those because right. then I have to think about like my legs and what's happening and all that stuff. So I love having like cutoffs that I'll wear like to the lake or the beach or to run around in, or if I'm just here around the house or if I'm running to the grocery store or whatever. But other than that, I really prefer the dresses or skirts because I feel like they're cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more comfortable. I can dress them up. I can dress them down. I do have a pair and they don't have them this summer because I would have ordered another pair. But last year I bought these longer. They reminded me of what we wore in college, like where they almost wore Bermuda length, but they were super distressed denim shorts that I got Cute. from um, um, American Eagle. Mm-hmm. And I love those and I'll still put those on all the time. But there again, they're pretty, I mean, they're, I mean, they're pretty worn looking so they're more like just an around the house to run errands not I wouldn't like dress them up and go to dinner or anything like that um I have a pair of shorts a denim shorts that I got at loft a couple of mm-hmm. years ago and when I got them I was like oh because I thought they were going to be a cute length but on me they were um they were really they were almost a little past my knee like it was a real unfortunate mm. length yeah you know? that's not a good yeah that doesn't work for anybody <laughs> no that really doesn't work for anybody so I just one day last year, we were getting ready to go to the lake and I thought I want some, I, I, I want some cutoffs and I thought I'm just going to cut them off. I don't wear them like oh, they are. Yeah. So I'll just cut them off. I saw today on Twitter, Jason Isbell said something about, I don't know if anybody yeah. needs to hear this, but I just took a pair of jeans and made cutoffs, made them cutoffs and everybody needs to do that. Like I enjoyed it. 
um it was that's a huge paraphrase but did you see that too yes i did and it made me laugh <laughs> yeah. because i i i'm a believer in that like i yeah um so that's I, what i would say go get a pair of denim shorts and then cut them off and they'll be darling yeah. like i love my cutoffs that i cut off you know mm-hmm. and i and i um I don't know. So I think we probably all have probably a pair or two of shorts that haven't worked well for us for whatever reason. Um, cut them off. They'll be, yeah. they'll be cute as can be. And they'll yeah. be exactly the length you like. Yep. Change it up. Change mm-hmm. it up. So. Okay. Well, we have we have so many more questions and and no more time. Okay. Well, we can save them. We can save them for another day. I know. This was, I like the 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 spontaneity of this was fun for my personality as you know i like change yes and um and this was this was like a fun little impromptu bit of podcast goodness to me it was it was it was a good well we needed well it's you know it's hard because i feel like when the world has gone crazy and you've been in a pandemic for so long sometimes it's just hard because you aren't having a whole lot of new experiences and stuff now i will tell you before we go the other thing that has captured my attention and you know that it's not like me to like a show like this necessarily um but i do want to well two things that i've been meaning to share number one the garth brooks special that we've talked about repeatedly is now on netflix so i feel like everybody needs to know that listen every curse is a blessing every Every, blessing every blessing is a curse curse. Uh and so that is now are you there i'm here yeah can you not hear me hello hello Hello. Sorry. I lost you for a minute. Are you there? Yeah. Um, Yes. Every curse is a blessing. So it's now on Netflix. So I know it had been kind of harder to watch because it was only on Hulu and it was like a certain kind of thing. But the other thing that I have been watching, and I think that Karen Howell is the one that mentioned this to me, but it's called um, Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that, too. And it's so it's a documentary for Netflix. It's Phil Rosenthal, who was one of the writers and creators of the show Everybody Loves Raymond, which I think is kind of based a little bit on himself because he's real quirky and very endearing. But he travels all over the world to these different places. There's three seasons, which like maybe eight episodes per season, but he travels all over and he goes to eat. He he explores local culture, but he's going to find these great places to eat. Um, so like the ones I've watched, like he was in Bangkok Um, there's one where he's in Vietnam. Um, but anyway, there's one where he is in, um, Chicago that to me is like a million sermons in one episode. So it's just really good. I find him so endearing and it's made me like super hungry and want to try new foods. And like, I mean, last night I was watching the one in Vietnam and you know how I feel about any kind of food that's, I just, I don't like Chinese Asian type food I just don't but it was making me want to try it because I was like it all looks so good even though I know I don't like that flavor profile but it just it made me want to sail down a boat in, in Bangkok and try food that's what I'm saying I love that yeah yeah you would you, really like it yeah because you know I love I love a show like a, a food centric show where somebody's going to travel try new things cook new things any of that to me is glorious so. yes you would love it. It's just, it's a really good, I don't know. I've just really enjoyed watching it and it just feels so kind and it's non-cynical and it's just, just a nice little thing to watch. Well, I will have to, to, to look that up. Yeah. You'll like it. You would really okay. like it. Yeah. So there you have it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for the questions. We're sorry we didn't have time to get to all of them, but, um, 
I don't know. I mean, the summer's young. So, yeah. so, so hopefully there'll still be time where we can yeah. come back to some of those. Lots of time. All right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'll talk to y'all later. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.